0: Thank you for joining the Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, we will study the books of Joshua, Judges, and Ruth. During this study, we will learn to have faith in God and follow His leadership, even during the most uncertain times of life. So grab your copy of the Fall 2022 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along. The lesson for October 30th, 2022 is entitled Gideon Defeating the Midianites. It comes from Judges chapter 6, verse 1, verses 11 through 16, chapter 7, verse 2, and verses 16 through 22. The key verse is Judges six fourteen, And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel, from the hand of the midianites had not i sent thee the application the student will comprehend that trusting god's promises of deliverance brings hope confidence and victory in the battles of life seeking the context judges was a very dark time in the history of israel israel constantly disobeyed god by going after idolatry in the land God punished Israel by enslaving them to foreign nations. But when Israel cried out for help, God was always faithful to rescue them. Sadly, as soon as the Lord delivered Israel, they went out looking for idolatry again. The only bright spots in this dark time were some of the judges we meet along the way. Gideon was one of them. Gideon was an ordinary farmer in Israel from the small and rarely mentioned tribe of Manasseh. By his own admission, he was from a poor and weak family of this small tribe, and he was the youngest of the family, Judges 6.15. Gideon considered himself a nobody, just a no-name Israelite trying to make a living for himself and his family in a very hard time. Then the Lord called him to do something great. Maybe you too think of yourself as a nobody. In your own opinion, you are just an ordinary person who gets little notice and are also having a hard time. It, might, it may be that very few know your name and no one seems to care. But God knows your name. He cares about you. And he has something great for you to do. Whether you get noticed or not is not important. What is important is that when you serve the Lord, you are doing something great. Let us see how this is true in the life of Gideon. Can you think of someone who was relatively unknown, but became well-known by serving the Lord? Searching the text. Number one, the Lord calls Gideon. Judges chapter 6 verse 1 verses 11 through 16. And the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And there came an angel of the Lord, and sat under an oak, which was in Orphra, that pertained unto Joash the Abiezrite, and his son Gideon, threshing wheat by the winepress, to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. And Gideon said unto him, O my Lord, if the Lord be with us, why then is all this befallen us? And where be all this his miracles, which our fathers told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us, and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. And the Lord looked upon him and said, Go in this thy might, and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have not I sent thee? And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is poor in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said unto him, Surely I will be with thee, and thou shalt smite the Midianites as one man. We again read that Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. They got mixed up in idolatry again. The calling of Gideon to be judge in Israel occurred in the fourth episode of Israel's idolatry in judges. As punishment, the Lord delivered Israel to the Midianites. The Midianites, who were descendants of Abraham and Keturah, Genesis 25, verses 1 and 2, were no strangers to Israel. Previously, the elders of Moab and Midian paid Balaam to curse Israel, Numbers 22, verse 7, but the Lord would not allow Balaam to do so. However, Balaam advised both the Moabites and Midianites to send their women among the Israelites to lure the men. Into whoredom, which Balaam knew God would curse. Numbers 25, verse 1, 6, 31, verse 16. It worked, and the Lord punished Israel with a plague that killed 24,000. Numbers 25, verse 9. The Israelites and Midianites were bitter enemies. The Midianites impoverished Israel by destroying their crops and taking their livestock. They were so cruel that the that Israel had made themselves hiding places in the mountains. In desperation, Israel cried out to the Lord for help. The Lord sent a prophet in response to rebuke Israel's disobedience. You have not obeyed my voice, Judges 6, verse 10. But also the Lord sent his angel to Gideon, to call him to deliver Israel from the Midianites. It is interesting that the Lord called Gideon a mighty man of valor, verse 12. While he was hiding from the Midianites, the Lord sees what can be and not just what we are. The Lord saw in Gideon what he would one day do on the battlefield. Likewise, the Lord Sees, as, sees us as people who can do great things in his service. Gideon questioned the angel's statement that the Lord was with him. Gideon could not see the presence of the Lord because of the problems of his life, like a lot of people today. He knew of all the miracles of the past, but could not see any evidence of the Lord in his presence. His conclusion was that the Lord had forsaken them and given them into the hands of the Midianites. Gideon was only partly right. The Lord had not forsaken Israel. This was not the last time Gideon struggled to believe. But the Lord told him to go in this thy might and thou shalt save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Verse 14. The Lord could see in Gideon what Gideon could not see in himself. He saw himself as a no-name from a poor family in the little insignificant tribe of Manasseh. But the Lord saw a man of valor, a man of might. But what was most important for Gideon to know was that the Lord had sent him and that the Lord was with him. When the Lord calls, he also equips. When the Lord sins, he has already gone before us. If God calls us to do a task we think is beyond our ability, remember God does not call us to do what we cannot. Let us remember as Paul famously wrote, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Philippians 4.13 Can you think of a time when God called you to do something you thought you could not. How did it turn out? Number two, the Lord tests Gideon in Israel. Judges 7, verse 2. And the Lord said unto Gideon, The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands, lest Israel vaunt themselves against me, saying, Mine own hands has saved me. Like all of us, Gideon had times of great faith and times of great doubt. After the angel finished speaking to Gideon, Gideon asked for a sign, which was a sign of his doubt. Graciously the Lord acquiesced to Gideon's need for a sign. The angel instructed Gideon to prepare a sacrifice and place it upon a rock. And the angel miraculously lit the sacrifice, giving Gideon the sign. Judges 6, verses 17 through 21. Gideon recognized that the angel was indeed the Lord God and thought he would die, but the Lord assured him that he would not die. Verses 22 and 23. Gideon built an altar, called it Jehovah Shalom, the Lord is peace, and worshiped the Lord there. Verse 24. Gideon was growing in his faith. Likewise, you are familiar with Gideon's famous fleece, how he asked the Lord twice for a sign using a fleece to be wetted with dew and then kept dry, verses 36 through 40. Was Gideon showing great faith here or great doubt? Do we need a fleece to have faith? For we walk by faith and not by sight, 2 Corinthians 5.7. Yes, like all of us, Gideon struggled to believe. God met Gideon's struggle to believe with reasons to believe. As Gideon had asked God to prove himself to him, it was now time for Gideon to prove himself to God. Gideon and the Israelites faced an army too many to number. Judges seven twelve. With 32,000 soldiers, Israel was already outnumbered. But the Lord told Gideon to reduce that number because they were too many. The Lord reduced the army to 300 soldiers and told Gideon he would deliver the Midianites into his hands, verse seven. What was God doing? God was insisting that Gideon and Israel depend on him. For there is no restraint to the Lord to save by many or by few, First Samuel 14, 6. But there was also the issue of personal pride. When God won the battle for the people of Israel, they might mistakenly think the victory was won by their own sword and strength. For they got not the land in possession by their own sword. Neither did their Own arm save them, but thy right arm and thine arm and the light of thy countenance, because thou hast a favor unto them. Psalm 44, verse 3. So God reduced their number to impossible odds, so that in the end there would be no doubt how they won. In one sense, we can be assured that God will thoroughly equip us for every good work, 2 Timothy 3.17. In another sense, we can never think it is by our own skill, intelligence, or strength that the work gets done. The Apostle Paul reminds us that God did not call the wise, the mighty, or the noble. Instead, he called the foolish, the weak, the base, and the despised. This is us. God did this so That no flesh should glory in his presence; that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. First Corinthians one twenty nine thirty one. Can you describe a time when you struggled to believe God and He proved Himself to you? Number three, the Lord gains the victory for Israel. Judges chapter 7, verses 16 through 22. And he divided the 300 men into three companies. And he put a trumpet in every man's hand with empty pitchers and lamps within the pitchers. And he said unto them, Look on me and do likewise. And behold, when I come to the outside of the camp, it shall be that as I do, so shall ye do. When I blow with a trumpet, I and all that are with me, then blow ye the trumpet also on every side of all the camp and say, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him came into the outside of the camp in the beginning of the middle watch. And they had but newly set the watch. And they blew the trumpet and break the pitchers that were in their hands. And the three companies blew the trumpets, and brake the pitchers, and held the lamps in their left hands, and the trumpets in their right hands to blow withal. And they cried, The sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood every man in his place round about the camp, and all the host ran, and cried, and fled. And the 300 blew the trumpets, and the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host. And the host fled to beth and Zerorah, and to the borders of abel Maholah unto Tabath. The Lord's battle tactics are indeed unique. At Jericho, God told Israel to march around the walls an open target, armed with nothing but a shout. Here, soldiers carried a trumpet and an empty pitcher with a lamp inside. But the one statement, the Lord set every man's sword against his fellow, even throughout all the host, summed up the victory. The Lord, as always, won the battle for Israel. But it was of utmost importance for Gideon and Israel to trust God and followed through with his plan. From a human perspective, a 300-soldier army, armed with nothing but a trumpet and a torch, going up against an innumerable army, was suicidal. But by faith, it was the only way to victory. It was what God commanded. It was what Israel must obey. They did, and they won. We, too, are called into a battle of insurmountable odds. The world has the finest scholars and thinkers of our times. They have all the money and resources. Evolution and the so-called science seem to have won the day. The Genesis account of creation is relegated to the superstitious myths of ancient times. But still we are called to earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints, Jude 3, that is under heavy attack. We are few, we are weak, and we are fools for Christ's sake, 1 Corinthians 4.10. But we have our marching orders with weapons that are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, Second Corinthians 10, verses 4 and 5. Can we do it? With God, yes, we can. How can you earnestly contend for the faith? Setting the application. Gideon is a mixed bag of faith and doubt. At times, he was that mighty man of valor, Judges chapter 6, verse 12. At other times, he needed a sign and a fleece. Gideon was a man of faith, Hebrews eleven thirty two. But he also struggled to believe. Sometimes he was a hero, and sometimes he was a coward. I can relate to Gideon. Can you? I can also relate to the father who asked the Lord Jesus to heal his son, who was possessed with a deaf and dumb spirit. Jesus said to him, If thou canst believe, all things are possible to him that believeth. Mark 9, 23. The father responded by crying out with tears, Lord, I believe. Help thou mine unbelief. Verse 24. I feel that way a lot. I believe what the Lord says, the entire Bible, cover to cover. Yet I struggle to believe to put my faith in practice. I also have cried out to the Lord in tears, help thou mine unbelief. Have you ever been there? Gideon was also a man who saw his limitations. He saw himself as a nobody, incapable of accomplishing anything on his own. But what he learned was that with God, the weak can be strong. The only way he could be a mighty man of valor was if God made him so. He learned that the battle is, is won, not by human power, but by God's presence. Whether it be a battle with the Midianites or with destructive addiction, the victory is won by God alone. That is something we must all learn. What is the most important thing you learned from the life and service of Gideon? Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying again with you next week as we continue going through Joshua, Judges, and Ruth learning to live victoriously in uncertain times. Until then, join us daily for our daily devotionals at www.bogardpress.org.